So you're already getting laid by her. And if she's in, if she's around you, she better be involved in your business in some kind of positive way. So if she's already taking care of you sexually and she's contributing to your financial growth, then tell me why in the hell are you going to jump across the room and go ahead and marry her anyway? Don't buy the cow when you already get the milk for free, homie. It doesn't make sense. If you all the cow got to offer you is milk and beef. I'm not a beef eater. So if all I can get from the cow is milk and I'm already getting the milk, why am I going to buy the cow? It's unneeded expenditure, man. So all I'm saying is if you are already getting the two things that a woman can provide to have value, why would you further enhance her ability to control the situation by doing some dumb shit like saying I do? It doesn't make sense, man. So get that. Never do it. Again, number nine is if she's not paying you or laying you, she is playing you. As a matter of fact, you are playing yourself. If she's not paying you or laying you, she's playing you and you're playing yourself by allowing that to go on, man. So. Right. But at the same time, they're the exceptions. The majority of pimps are black. So what better way is to criminalize that more than it already has been by taking something that was once called pimping and pandering that carried two, three, six years and turning it into something called human trafficking, where now it's carrying 12, 16 and 20 years. The minimum is 12. But what better way to get it? OK, well, I got all these black men out here pimping. What better way to get them in jail? What better way to put them in jail? Oh, you're pimping. You're going to jail. We get us a human trafficking bureau and we uh, we get a whole set. Now, we're taking that a step up from vice, which they've always had a vice department. But now we got a human trafficking bureau that's specializing specifically on pimps and hoes and prostitution. Now we filling up the jails. Like I said, when I first went to jail for pimping, there were no pimps in jail. I was probably like the only one. An older pimp told me, and he was in there for something else, but he ended up telling me, he said, hey, man, I know young pimping, you know, you on fire for the pimping. He said, but you need to stop telling these niggas you some pimping, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I want everybody to know. Nigga, I'm a pimp. Nigga, I'm a pimp. You feel me? But at the same time, niggas ain't, niggas, like you say, pimping is looked down on, by, especially by squares. Squares are intimidated by pimps because they feel like we got some kind of power over women that they don't have. They, they get insecure. It makes them insecure. Just like Hoes imitate, uh, intimidate. Go, I never would have guessed that you were that old. And he was like, yeah, I look good for my age. Um, I asked him if he was from Atlanta. He was like, no. So, yeah. So, it depends. I met him in a club. Met the first guy, that takeoff's brother, at work. So, it all depends, like, where you're going to meet people the type of vibe you're in, the type of environment you're in. The club that I was at was really low-key. It wasn't like a club club. It was more of a lounge. So when he approached me, he was just in jeans and t-shirt. I never would have guessed that he was all that. And I don't judge a book by its cover. Like, if I vibe with you, I vibe with you. But it just never went anywhere. It was more of a, a friend type of thing. And... There are a lot of creeps in Atlanta as well. 
I remember one guy had hit me up on Instagram and he was a basketball player. Again, I'm not going to say his name. He's a basketball player. And I asked him how he came across my Instagram because I just thought it was weird. It was just out the blue, out of nowhere. And he said the Explore page. So I was like, okay. And he was like, you know, I'm going to take you shopping. I'm going to do this and that, the third. And I was like, well, I'm really not looking for all that. But if you like want to go out and get hookah or whatever, that's cool. But you don't need to take it. Why are you not doing this with this much money? I was like, shit, I was scared. But then they start using their money and I see this shit going triple. I'm like, well, damn, let me try this. Hmm. So now instead of me getting a tow truck like he did, I got a sprinter company. Okay. Instead of me going to get rapping in everybody's studio and paying them to build their shit, I went and found me a building and I'm going to build my own shit. When I first started rapping, I knew I wanted a studio. Hmm. I knew I wasn't going to be the guy to go and get somebody $40, $50 every time I want to rap. It wasn't in me. But still, I did it because I didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. I'm doing what everybody telling me. Hey, let go over to this studio. Let go to this studio. But I'm knowing that this money evaporating out of my pocket because <laughs> I'm in here five, six hours. We're doing some 10 hour block. But it's helped me because it helped me how I learned how to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, you know, you're rapping in these folks shit. You pay $6, but you're sitting in here 10 hours doing three songs. Hell no. Nah. You got to do a song an hour. Song every 30 minutes. I mean, you got to do damn near seven to 10 songs in 10 hours. I put myself on that. I ain't had no another rap buddy to put me on that. Hmm. It worked out. I got better. Then I started out like, fuck it, let me find me a building. I went to my neighborhood and found a building on Moreland. Hmm. Got me a building. Took me about probably 10000 to put some walls and got damn sheet rocks and yep. the, doing the flows. and Ain't no AC in them motherfuckers fucking cut. Out of college. I'm thinking about joining the army. I didn't know what I was going to do. And she's telling me I'm going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Well, I have traveled the world. And I have spoke to millions of people. But that's not the most important thing, the success that I had. The most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since. I've been protected, I've been directed, I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. So stick with him in everything you do. If you think you want to do what you think I've done, then do what I've done stick with God. Number two, fail big. That's right. Fail big. Today's the beginning of the rest of your life, and it can be, it can be very frightening. It, it's a new world out there. It's a mean world out there, and you only live once. So do what you feel passionate about, passionate about. Take chances professionally. Don't be afraid to fail. There's an old IQ test was nine dots and you had to draw five lines with a pencil within these nine dots without lifting the pencil. The only way to do it was to go outside the box. Less than $200.
you know what I mean? So you can you can definitely touch people for the for a small amount of money if that's what you wanna do. It's no longer a ten thousand dollar camera, two hundred thousand dollar studio. It's not that that day and age is over with. It's it the playing field is level. So if you got an idea and a game plan and you wanna do something, you can really do it. And I, that's my example I said. All my original goals, I met them. I had, I had, I had goals as somebody coming out the street, so I didn't have a hell of a entertainment set of goals. I never wanted to win a Grammy. That was not my goal coming out the street. Them is music goals now that I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm in the music game. That was never my goal. I never thought about selling a million records. I thought about you know doing something legit to to make my money. And being able to, you know, not worry about when I heard the helicopter late at night thinking they was coming to kick the door down. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I read an article that Joel Santana made 15000 a show. I don't know if it was true or not, but I'm like, damn, you can make 15000 a show? That's how I was thinking at that time. Like, you know, what we did... As teenagers to make fifteen thousand, you get a lot of years for it. Absolutely. So you know you could go do a tour where you make that every night, and then I remember looking at every state. Like it's fifty states. If I could sell a thousand units in each state, Indy, at eight dollars a unit, you know what I mean? I could make somewhere near half a million if I just figure out how to do that. And that was my little entry-level goal, so... You- that don't care about anybody. He'll slice his own mother. He'll cut up an officer. He'll cut up another inmate. He'll go to the clinic and cut the nurses or cut the doctors. He just don't care. You want to stab. You want to cut because it felt good. It was like that adrenaline rush. It got to the point where... I wasn't able, they wasn't able to control me. I walked down the hallway and seen like five, six young brothers with long, crazy gashes, slashes from the eye over here. I couldn't believe it. I said, what the fuck is this? Those are the ones you got the handcuffs with their hands in front of you with mittens on their hands. The niggas built the cage on four buildings. They built the cage for predators. I became a predator. You know what I'm saying? I was one of the first, I was one of the third predators on Rikers Island on that year. They built the cage that, to, I believe to this day, the cage is still there. You know what I'm saying? Prisoners who were in this particular part, the Central Punitive Segregation Unit, the Bing, are the most dangerous prisoners in the prison system. And I used to get my business in there. I didn't get regular visits like everybody else get visits and they go up there and sit at a little table with their family and all that. Nah, I used to come straight from the bay, you know what I'm saying? Go straight to shackle the fuck up, my handcuffs and all that, straight to the, to, straight to the little cage. These niggas trying to be gangsters, yeah. And when they get cut and see a little blood, they... Stay up, build yourself up, man. Don't let nobody pull you down. And it's always... Alpha sub, beta's down. Peace. Good morning. How old are you? 32. Are you employed? 
Yes. What type of work do you do? Caregiving and transporting. Is that two different jobs? Yes. Do you have full-time employment in one area? Full-time caregiving. And part-time in transportation? Yes. I'm going to ask you a few questions just about your own background, okay? Okay. How far did you go in school? Bachelors. Okay, did you go to... Did you go to some local community colleges? Yes. So you have some community college education? Yes. You said you have a bachelor's. Did you get a bachelor's degree through an online program? Online program. Okay. Are you currently enrolled in school? Yes. What are you working toward? Master in Healthcare Administration. Have you ever been arrested or charged with any crimes? No. Have you ever been either a member of or an associate of a criminal street gang? No. Do you have any family, immediate family members who are in any local gangs in Los Angeles? No. Do you have any close friends other than the target in this case, Eric Holder? Wait, hold on. Who is a member of a gang? Yes, my uncle. I think he's a blood in a blood gang. Now, where? I'm just not sure. Where did your uncle live? He lived in Seattle, but he comes back and forth out here. He's from Compton. Okay, so your uncle lived in Compton for a while? Yes. Now he lives in Seattle, Washington? Yes. And you believe that he is a member of a blood gang? He might. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, do you see him often? No. Have you ever lived with him? No. Have you ever attended or participated in any gang activities? No. Do you currently live in the city of Los Angeles? No. Have you ever lived in the city of Los Angeles? Yes. Approximately what years did you live here? Since 2004 and I would say 2004 to 2007. Okay, from 2004 to 2007? Yes. When you lived in the Los Angeles area during that time period, did you live in the general area of Crenshaw and MLK Boulevard? Yes. You know that you're here to testify about something that happened at Crenshaw and Slauson, correct? Correct. Do you know how far Crenshaw and MLK Boulevard is from Crenshaw and Slauson? Not exactly, but I know it's not too far. Okay, is it walking distance? No. Do you have a sense of how far a mile is or two miles? Do you know distance in those terms? No, I don't. Okay, when you lived in Los Angeles from 04 to 07, did you ever hang out in the area of Crenshaw and Slauson? Just like going like to like the swap meet, stuff like that. I never like hung out. 
like like with friends I didn't really have no friends over there okay what is the swap meet by Slauson and Western so on Western and Slauson there's a swap meet yes for those of us who are not sure what a swap meet is can you explain that a little bit it's like a place like they have like jewelry you can get stuff for like a little cheaper and they be having like Jordans and stuff that you can get cheaper instead of going to the mall it's like a little mini mall where you can get things a little more cheaper okay is it the Slauson swap meet yes okay it's pretty famous in South Los Angeles correct actually right correct a lot of parts in Los Angeles yes a lot of people go there and hang out right right so you back in 04 to 07 would go to that area for that purpose is that true that's true did you have any friends in that area no did you know of any street gangs that operated in the area of the Sloss and Swap meet no when you left Los Angeles in 07, did you move out of the city of Los Angeles? Yes, I did. Okay, and at some point after that, did you even move out of the state of California? No. Okay, well, you speak with a distinct accent, okay? Are you from or have you ever lived outside of the state of California? Yes. Okay, I don't want to know where, but was it somewhere in the South? Right, yes. Okay, can you tell us during what time period you lived in the South? From since I was 2 to 2004, that's when I moved out here. Okay, how old were you in 04? 17, 17. So at 17 in 04, you moved into the area of Crenshaw and MLK? I moved in Compton. I moved to Crenshaw around like 2005, maybe, or six. I'm not kind of accurate on it, but I know I left in 2007. I wasn't in Compton that long with my granny, so maybe I want to say 2005 until 2007. Okay, when you lived in Los Angeles, did you live alone or with someone? I lived with my mom. Did you ever move back to where you were from the South after you moved to Los Angeles? No. Okay, let me move on and ask you in the year before March 31st, 2019, if you went back a year before that, how often would you say you visited Los Angeles from where you were living? Where was I living at now? Where I'm living at now? Okay, I don't want to know where you live at. I don't want your address. I don't want your city, okay? All right. What I'm asking you is in the year before March 31st, if you counted back a year from that date, mm-hmm, yes, how often would you visit Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles? I hadn't been there in a while since that date, maybe once or twice, maybe. Okay, I'm going to make sure you don't. I'm not, I want to make sure you understand my question. I'm not asking you how many times you've come to Los Angeles since March 31st. 
I want to know in the year before the shooting happened, the year before, for that whole year, how often did you visit Los Angeles? I just want to get a sense of how much time you spent here in the year leading up to that shooting. And I'm not asking for a specific number of times. You can estimate approximately how often you would come into the city. About maybe 20, because I had a friend over there, somebody who I was talking to. Okay, when you say you had a friend over there, what do you mean? In L.A.? Okay, was that friend living in the Slauson Crenshaw area? Yes, he lived up the street on Florence. Florence and what? 78th. So for the year leading up to March 31st, you believe you came into Los Angeles about 20 times? Just, I'm just around that time, yeah, because we was, that was like my boyfriend. Okay, and would you say you visited every other week, or was it all within a couple of month time period, or was it spread out over the course of the year? Yeah, it was like, kind of like spread out. It wasn't like every day or every other day. Maybe like once or twice a month, maybe, and sometimes skip a couple months, sometimes. The boyfriend, the person that you dated that you referred to as your boyfriend, was that person involved in any gang activity? No. Let me show you people's grand jury. Sorry. Grand jury exhibit number three. Do you recognize the person shown in this exhibit? Yes. How do you know him? I met him doing transporting. And what is his name? Eric, did you know him by any other names? When I picked him up, it had Bobby on there. Did you ever call him Bobby? No, I just... Did he... Wait for the question. No. Did he ever tell you his name was Bobby? No. You said that one of your jobs is in transportation, correct? Correct. And when you first met Eric, you met him and was provided information that the person that you were transporting was named Bobby? Correct. Okay, but you later found out that his name was Eric? Yes. Did you know him by any other nicknames? No. Had you ever heard him called or heard him refer to himself as shitty? No. What about his last name? Do you know his last name? Not at the time. When did you first learn his last name? When he wanted me to take him to his cousin Harold house? How long had you known him before you learned his last name? A week. When did you first meet this person that you knew was Eric? February the 25th. February the 25th? Yes. Of what year? 
what were you locked up for for people that might have forgotten or didn't don't know the real story? I was locked up for attempted murder on two police officers initially. You know what I'm saying? But I wound up getting one of those charges dismissed from forensics and um I was charged with one attempted murder on a police officer in Memphis. While inside prison did you rap? Yeah, I entertained the the, the my my compadres, you know, the homeboys and now. You know, it's, man, it's boring in prison, you know what I'm saying? You have to find some kind of entertainment. And when I used to rap on the bars or rap in the, in the circles, or we even had concerts where we had real drums and microphones. We had a studio and everything in there, you know what I'm saying? Making beats and all that. So I, 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 I jost my time out doing what I love to do and entertaining people that was going through it. They probably was down and be like, man, Turk, spit this one, spit that one, and I do it. You know what I'm saying? Just on some real nigga shit. What about writing? Were you writing in prison too? We made the freestyle. We just, yeah, playing around, just singing like, you know? Ah, we just having fun. I said, hold on. This sound good. I'm about to go to the studio. Everybody keep telling me go to the studio. Let me go to the studio. So I lays it down and I start letting people hear it. Like, not like it's me. You know what I'm saying? Just before that. But I lays it down and um, they're like, oh, you remix your Gotti song? That's... That's hard. That's a, the down in the DM. Yeah, down in the DM. Yeah. So I got a club offered me two thousand dollars to come out in three bottles. I said, hold on. You gonna give me two thousand to do that come to the club to spend two, three thousand and buy three, four bottles. I said, shit. I'm rapping, so now <laughs> I don't know about nothing. I don't know about any beats. I don't know about no engineer. I don't know what's the difference from an engineer to a producer. I don't know about no bars. No yeah, you don't know how to count bars. I don't know how to count nothing. I goes and book the studio time, my friend, I'm not gonna say his name. He know who he is. I don't even want to give him no, no shine right now. He be like, yo, man. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just walk. So our dumbasses, we take a walk down 109 Highway from Avenue. We walk from Avenue all the way to this. I had some brand new black Tims on. You know what I mean? Yo. By the time I got home, my phone had died, so by the time I put the phone on the charger, yo, she, the other chick called, oh, are you ready? I can take you home. My mother says, call like, yo, check this out. We already home. Don't call me no more. So me and my boy Flex, we sitting, we sitting in the motherfucker, we sitting in my grandmother's house, right? 
My grandma, she on vacation or something. She on vacation. I think she was in Vegas or something. So we sit at my grandma's house, right? I take off my tans. She take off his tans. We got, we both got blisters on our feet. Yo, when you see flesh, you can ask him. He'll tell you. That was horrible. So I'm like, yo. It took us being at home to like 4 o'clock in the morning. Maybe later than that. Matter of fact, the sun was coming up, so it better be like 5.36. So we get to we get to my house and shit. We both take a shower, you know what I'm saying? We smoke it, we smoke it a bone and shit. So, I'm like, yo, I'll go make this bread real quick. So we go out, we go out on the block real quick. He's standing with me. I make, I make some, making some sales or whatever, you know. Yo, put like this. The shit was kicking. The shit was so fire. I moved back. All right. I'm trying to get as many as I can before we exit, baby. Oh, how does Dove coexist? <laughs> Amongst lions and wolves. How does Dove coexist amongst lions and wolves? Because she is a lion and a wolf. <laughs> Dre, when you was in the game, how did you talk to square women? They that feel that they are more valued than you. Didn't no square woman feel like she was more valued than me? Didn't no woman feel like it? I talked to everybody the same, whether they were square or whatever. Everybody the same. This information is bigger than, than all that. So, you know, and nobody feels that they're more valuable than me. I used to live in L.A., but I want to go to through the Bay. When you live, when you live up there, is it true the Bay is better or Northern California? Um... Uh, well, not necessarily. I think it's time. Certain times it was. Certain times L.A. was better. Boss Royalty. Blessing to you, Dre. I'm in need of legal advice pertaining to a federal statute. 24. I know that statute. Just got out the federal system six months ago. I'm still fighting, though. I really need some sound advice. Okay, email me. With all you guys just listening, I know I, know I spent hell of a game, and you, you know you're really happy to hear it, but I, I do... You know, want to answer some questions. I got ten more minutes, nine more minutes. I do want to answer some questions, but back to what I was saying. You know, what I'm really talking about is, you know, how you guys say one thing and do another. You, you dudes that work and you looking for a girlfriend, you, you, not necessarily a girlfriend, but you know, something to fuck on or whatever. You motherfuckers do the same thing. It's just you're not. Uh, doing the same kind of, of faking. You guys fake. You don't, you don't really uh, go for the juggler when it's time. You don't really see that opportune moment, you know, for you to catch the broad because you never really try to catch. You just be doing something. You don't have a plan. Well, if you have a plan to catch and, and the plan starts with saying hello, the moment you say hello, your goddamn plan is intact. And your plan is in, in force, is, is in action. And you feel better. You feel stronger. You feel able to, if you follow this, you, you, know, you feel like you ain't necessarily going to catch, but you might. You know, you feel much stronger than you do without a plan. You just do. And that's the, that's the power 
of a plan, planned conversation. Uh, 646-547. Uh, 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 you know, I ain't going to even name certain artists. Certain artists, that, that's, that music, that genre of music that's depressing and supporting and glorifying being on drugs and all of that stupid shit, that's dumb. That's the, as the scripture says, that's the song of fools. Stop listening to the song of fools. Some of you niggas is listening to songs of depression and you allowing that shit to just minister to your mind and it's residing in your spirit now. You know what I mean? Come on, man. That's weak. That's some old bitch made music. We don't even think like that. As a man thinking, so is he. You know what I mean? Stop, shake that shit off. You too powerful. You too blessed to be taking your life or even be thinking about that. I don't care who died, what didn't happen, you know what I mean? Nothing is that fucked up where you should be thinking about taking your own motherfucking life. If you need somebody to hug, if you need somebody to say that they love you, I love your dusty ass, and when I see you, tell me, and I will give you a hug. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, uh, if you up and you need a phone call, you need to talk to somebody, hell, like I, I done gave y'all one of my motherfucking personal numbers. Either, hey, man, listen. And I mean that. You might not even be able to afford a consultation. And some of y'all in the comment section, you know I'm not lying. Because some of y'all wasn't able to afford a consultation. But when you called me, guess what? I was right there. So, hey man, if you ever thinking of... You know, fix their system. I'm about to hit that stage. I'm about to represent it like no other. You heard? Right, right. what's up? He was let out of jail on a $500,000 bond. His mom actually put up her house in order for him to be able to come home. Now, he is charged with attempted murder, weapons possession, and other things uh, for the incident that happened at the TI concert at Irving Plaza. Right now, he has to wear an ankle bracelet, and he cannot leave the city. He also has to stay away from all concert halls, bars, arenas, and performance venues. Today, we're here to announce the filing of a lawsuit in the Supreme Court of the state of New York, Kings County alleging that this place let someone into the facility with a gun without checking them and but for their actions Troy would never have been shot and none of the ad incident that would you know, I stay abreast of the news so you know that's why you see me out here with my mask huh? as you can see look my mask huh? my gloves. I just don't got them on now because, you know, when I talk, I like to articulate myself, moving my hands and stuff. So, anyway, on this So, yeah, so let's get back into when you came home. All right. When and I, the things that you're doing now. All right. Like I said, through. when I came home, you know, I ain't have no employment, no jobs waiting for me. I had no skills. You know, so what I did... My PO recommended me going to Ferrari. And the government 
pay for that. For me to go to Ferrari, truck driving school. So I could get a skill. You know, it wasn't easy. Yeah, so you got your CDL. You, you said uh, a little earlier that you were driving for Brooklyn Transportation. So you working right now? Uh, right now I'm laid off due to the pandemic because I work with people that got disabilities. I take them from their houses or they, some of them live in residency and I take them to a program. And the program that I take them to is geared towards, you know, making them feel like, you know, that they somebody as opposed to looking at them because they have a disability. So and I feel, let me say one thing, and I feel rewarded by having a job like that. Like still in shame, when I say still in shame, they monkey wrenched the whole game. Like those are police from my hood. They didn't like it till bloody money actually kind of blew up. And then they was like, oh, you got me hot. You know what I'm saying? But at first they was like, you put my name in a racket. We're going to fuck you up every time we see you. Oh, this is the police. This is real police. I said, still in shame. They monkey wrenched the whole game. And then I said 12K because in my hood at the time, there was a pol police people set up on 12K, right? Well, we all knew it. It's just something that nobody never spoke about. But now I put it on record. And the po I'm number one target, but I didn't know how to do nothing else. Mm. I didn't know how to have an imagination. I didn't know how to, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when we did Stick You, like, we didn't stick up people together for that record, but I used my real story. When I said a J J Jerry Curl nigga, Dominican nigga that looked black, yeah. that's actual facts. <laughs> that's why to this day, Dominican niggas be like, you be knowing what the fuck you talking about. Because back then, the Dominican niggas had jerry curls. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Pones, of jerry curls you know what I'm saying? Dominican and then Pones, <laughs> well, I mean, from his perspective of a robbery, he did the same thing with trash. But I didn't know how to actually be artistic. So for the album to be artistic <laughs> genius, it's like, it's like an oxymoron. Because right. it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's why, I, again, you know. It was always Chicago. You know what I mean? As far as the... The best Greyhounds for me. You know what I mean? Um, and this one time, this one P that I had already got, you know, got him two times. This was going to be the third. Um, but I didn't know. So I'm coming in the G. I see this little thick ass little white bitch. Thick as hell. You know what I mean? With these nice little white thighs out. Cute little blue eyes. Blind hair. You know what I mean? Pretty face. And she just sitting up in the Greyhound and all type of shit, right? You know? And uh, I see the bitch. And I look at her. But at the same time, while I'm looking at her, I got to pay attention to security. So I sit up there, man, and go to the, uh, the restroom. Do the restroom move that I told you about. You know what I mean? Always be doing something. Whether to the restroom whether looking like you're about to purchase something, whether uh, coming in with a, a, a newspaper. I don't give a fuck if it's days old. Get you a newspaper. Do something. I always look like you're doing something. And when you come, I come out the, uh, the uh, bathroom, I see her again. I'm coming out the restaurant. I see her. She like looking eyes at me. I said, you look like you want to talk to me. 
And she sit up there and, and put her head down. And when I got my own, my really to see when I'm gonna go to the parole board, really calculating it. They gave me that piece of paper downstate. And when the police said that, I went and sat on my bed. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, like a little tear came from my eye. Because here I am, a young man with my whole life in front of me, wasted. Not going to see the parole board till the age of 48. You know, I knew how the street life was, but I wasn't like, not, not up on what happens in prison, because I lived that type of life in the streets. Yeah. Therefore, you got to be the same way you was in the streets when you go to prison. Some people don't be like that. They get in prison, they one way in the streets, they get in prison, dudes is taking advantage of them, slapping them up. They can't have, they can't wear jewelry, they can't have nothing. So you, you, know what I'm you, you wore jewelry in prison? I wore jewelry, all of that. I got pictures with and everything. And I was young when I came through too. But mind you, me wearing that, I was still on point watching everybody because I was a stick-up kid. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could get had. So nobody you know never tried you? Nah, nobody never tried me for dudes well, my, Okay, yeah. let me ask you something. What dudes might have had, let me say one thing, not to interrupt me. Dudes might have, in their mind, because I remember one time, Head Cabeza, my man Head, he had told me one time I came to Clinton. Me and him, that's my boy. He said, yo, now nah, when I saw first show you came down the company, he was walking, you had your shit. He said he was looking at me, he was scheming. He was saying, damn. But I told him after me and him, I said, yo, yeah, check it out. I don't blame nobody for having them type, entertaining them type of thoughts. Because I did that at one time. But as far as in Minneapolis, compared to a lot of places, yeah, the police don't really be as on dummy like other places, especially if you'd pimp campaign in places like Vegas or Orange County. If you've been in uh, Clark County and uh, motherfucking, you understand me, Orange County, that motherfucking Clark County and Orange County gonna make you appreciate, you know what I mean, places like Minneapolis. For sure, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. You know what I mean? Miami, if you want to ask me something to say something, say something. But I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, no. All pigs are pigs. But as far as Minneapolis, compared to a lot of places, they really do allow a lot of shit to go by. They do. Because it be fights all the time on downtown Minneapolis, and they let it go down. Bitches fighting all the time. It be shootings, niggas be shooting downtown Minneapolis, all type of shit. You know what I mean? So a nigga that, that done a lot of campaigning in Norwich County and a lot of campaigning within Clark County, he appreciate places like Minneapolis because they give him a liberty to be able to campaign and pimp. Real, tr real true shit. Right. See, bro, no. Or just anybody that ever campaigned in Minneapolis. You know what I mean? I got family members of squares. I got loved ones of squares. Fuck you, squares. Nigga, we living in a square world. 
the whole world is square, nigga. Fuck these squares, though. Squares is everywhere, nigga. You might. <laughs> this is how foolish it is to say fuck these squares. Johnny might. He might go to the car wash. And one of them squares that he said fuck you to work at the car wash. And they might do something to his car. Or he might go to the airport. And one of the TSA people that work at the airport might be one of them people that seen his live and, and was fucking with him at first. But now he just said, fuck you squares. You know what I mean? TSA people might give him a hard time. They might plant something on his motherfucking ass. You never know. You know? But to say fuck these squares, you're a stupid motherfucker, but you're supposed to be the GOAT, though. This is what your feelings got you doing and saying. Dumbass shit. But you the GOAT. Lockdown's over. Get your yard time in. Exclusively at FreshOutSeries.com Why don't you get yeah. gamed up? 
if what you know and what you thought was worth anything, you wouldn't have been going to the goddamn pen. I ain't never been to the pen. I ain't never paid no motherfucking taxes and shit. I had Rolls Royces, houses, a gang of hoes in the motherfucking... Human rights and things, the moving away from that, you know, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. A, a lady wrote to me while I was in prison. Her brother was in prison in, in Japan. And she said in Japan, they have glass rods that they stick up the anus to see if there's anything in there. And you've got to go through that. Basically, if you've got anything inside you coming into British prisons, most prisons have a boss chair. It's well known that all prisoners know if they're coming in. It's like a metal detector. So you sit on it and if you had something up your backside, it, it would indicate. What would happen, not so much now, years gone by, it, it'd be very rare someone to try and bring a phone in like that. Because what you would have, you'd have a couple of special dry cells in the segregation unit. So if you come in and you indicated you had a phone, we put you in a dry cell. If you went to the toilet that phone will be captured. It won't be going down the sewer or whatever. So you either surrendered it or you stayed in the seg. Now, if 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 your two cells are full, you're knackered. You know, um, I've been on visits when someone uh, has knowingly received a phone and drugs and inserted it and you had no choice but to let go back to the wing. So... What are the most common things prisoners store inside their bodies? Now, yeah. a lot of people are taking tobacco in. Tobacco, because of the ban. Because they banned it. Old home, I got to thinking about it. And what he was saying, man, bitches come to you. All you got to do is be fly. And I start thinking like that. And, man, I stopped talking to broads. Not stop talking to them, but I, I I stop caring about talking to bras, you know, because I'm the kind of nigga I'm getting at every bitch, but only a certain bitch is gonna get at me. Do you understand that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what does that mean? I do. I make. What does that mean? Well. You ain't putting the, you ain't putting the, uh, you're not, you're not putting the, you getting that every, you getting that every woman that you see, but it takes, you know, a certain type of female to have the, she's got to be a certain type of person to come up to you. I mean, only you right. come up to you. Hey, listen, listen, you right, listen, you right. But what makes you wrong is that stuttering you was doing to say what the fuck you thought. See, this I'm is what bitches you, listen to. Yeah. No, listen, man. I don't want to hear this shit now. What I'm saying is, this is what bitches listen to, man. You know, you are correct. If you were to say, yeah, man, you know, whatever, you blah, 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 just spilled it out, it would have been hella more important. I mean, potent. So listen. All I'm trying to get you... All young offenders were anti-smack, uh, heroin, brown, whatever you want to call it, yeah? 
But we had a, a young offender there. He was quite violent, so he got in a lot of fights. He came in on a three-month sentence and served three and a half years with added days because he, he was on report every week and they were just giving him added days, added days, added days, added days. In the end, I think the parole board, uh, probation or whatever, they come to some sort of agreement to get him out of jail because the way he was going, he was never going to get out. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, um, probably what? I don't know, maybe two ten, maybe a bit before, a bit after. It, it was rude that it was ruled. Sorry, that prison governors couldn't give added days. So, what prisons had to do if someone got a positive piss test, they'd have to have um, a district judge in. He used to come in once a month, I think, and they would he would sit, and those tests would have to go in front of him, and the district judge was the only person who could give added days. Very long process, very cost. Every prisoner would get a barrister in or a member of his legal team, cost the prison service thousands. And for the actual amount of people who were getting punished, you know, yeah. you, you've got to look at it and think, is it worth it? Yeah. I have been in prisons where there was a black market in piss that was drug-free. And, you know, generally, though, when you had to do these pee tests... And the list goes on when it comes to music. But the bottom line is, man, it's a beautiful thing to stay down. And it's really an art that's damn near lost in today's times. I'm finna take me a motherfucking love break. If you haven't already, go ahead and wipe your feet off at the door when you come into a pimp's domain. Hit that thumbs up button one time. stand down, right, and see, this is a big issue when it comes to the game. Of course, you know, free being is pimping, pimping going to talk about the damn game, right? So let's talk about the artist stand down <clears throat> in regards to the game. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, that's how I feel about the section talk. I feel like you're there to entertain the women. The women are there to entertain you. It's just how life goes. Some shit is just how it goes. Like women, we just have babies. Milk just comes out of our titties. Niggas just have dicks. Sometimes things are just the way it life goes. It's just predestined. That it's way. just predestined that men are supposed to pay for the sections. That just <laughs> is what it is. And nothing's going to change. Nowhere in the rule book does he say women are supposed to pay for the section. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. I've been out sometimes. Like, when I graduated from my graduation, I didn't, have a, I didn't have a nigga at the time. So I paid for my section. I popped the bottles. But I was with all my bitches. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? No, me and my friends have paid for a section before, so I said you don't say that nowhere in the rule book. I ain't saying you ain't supposed to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Bitches be bossed up too, bitch. Don't get us wrong. Don't get what we saying wrong. Like, women be having money. Women can afford. Like, when us and our friends go out, remember we went out for... Hmm. See, I ain't about to play with this mic. <clears throat> <laughs> when we went out with Kiki and Medina for their... Um, their brunch. Their, their, their brunch hosting or whatever. Remember, we was buying bottles. We sure did. We buy our own I popped, bottles. I popped a bottle of Cook's all... I popped like three of them hoes. She got me fucked up. It was I not, was popping no them. No fucking bottles Popping bottles. But we bought our own bottles. Of course, we got a few comp bottles, but we bought our own bottles and she Like, bitches don't be out here just broke, but I'm just saying, if you going out with a group of niggas... For a nigga to want you to put in for a section and you bother with weird. him, that's weird as fuck. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's him and... Yes. Mr. Jobs, you're a bright and influential man. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> it's sad and clear that on several counts you've discussed, you don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I would like, for example, for you to express in clear terms how, say, Java, in any of its incarnations, addresses the ideas embodied in Open Duck. And when you're finished with that, perhaps you could tell us what you personally have been doing for the last seven years. Uh. You know, you can please some of the people some of the time, but one of the hardest things when you're trying to affect change is that people like this gentleman are right in some areas. I'm sure that there are some things OpenDoc does, probably even more that I'm not familiar with, that nothing else out there does. And I'm sure that you can make some demos, maybe a small commercial app that demonstrates those things. The hardest thing is proof to her that, oh, that, that, that. <laughs> So I signed up and I requested to get my account verified, which it took less than 24 hours for me to get my account verified. And when I did that, I started with, um, while I was waiting within the 24 hour um, period, for the account to get verified, I started watching a lot of videos on YouTube, other girls' experience and stuff like that. But watching all these videos didn't make any sense to me because whenever I go over to their social media platform, they have like over a hundred thousand following on um, Instagram. 200 toes, my million followers. I'm like, 
what am I gonna do with this? With you guys already have the persons to sub, so why are you coming here telling us that? Oh, I made this amount of money and I made this and it's easy and all you guys need to do is follow these tips and tricks. No, we can't do like that because we don't have the following on social media, right? So I went ahead and I created a new Instagram account, a new Snapchat account. I wasn't on I had a Twitter account, but I didn't use it, so I started using it for promotion, right? And back my money or setting up appointments and not um, and and not showing up or or contacting me when you set up those appointments. Um, so. I gave him my address so he can send me a check. Um, and he, he replied, thanks brother in the text. Um, and then I replied the same day, no problem. Can you tell me when I should expect the check and the amount? So the next day, which was Thursday, March 16th, 2017, he said, peace brother, awesome dialogue. Or this is the text that I sent him on Thursday, March 16th, 2017. I say, peace, brother, awesome dialogue last night between you and young Pharaoh. Can you give me an ETA on the check? And I will include the profit. And will it include the profit from the property you spoke of or just the refund? Thanks. So he replied in a text. Profit as well. Working on the ETA, my brother. And then I replied in the text, okay, cool. So there was no communication. Um, that was on March 16th. And then there was no communication again until Monday, March 20th, 2007. Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for watching this video. So today's video, we're gonna be talking about sugar daddies you must avoid. Sugar daddies that are a complete no-no, okay? Now, before we get started, there's a lot of things I want to mention. And when I say these things, I mean no offense, but it's just some things I need to say. Everybody can be a sugar baby. This lifestyle is not for everyone. And here are some of the people that are not sugar baby material. If you can't tell a scam, from a legit sugar daddy, this is not the lifestyle for you. You will lose money. I'm saying this for your best interest. You will lose money. You will lose your bank account, okay? People who are not sharp enough to say this is fishy, I think this is a scam, you don't need to be a sugar baby. And you cannot inbox me every single time you meet a sugar daddy and say, is this a scam? Is this a scam? So I'm not trying to be rude, but this is not the lifestyle for you. You might want to try to find something else, selling feet pics or something. I don't know, but this is not the lifestyle for everyone. And I'm not going to lie to you and say it is. It's not. Okay. A lot of you have been scam from that new scam. Um, if you send me $500, I'll send you 5,000. 
that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like the DMs that I get are things that are already in my videos. If I say gift cards are scams, don't come to me asking. What's going on with it, man? You know what I mean? We about to sit up there, man, and go in another time. I appreciate you because you could have been anywhere else, but you here with this game. But without further ado, before I even start, let's sit up there and say happy birthday to Robert. You know what I mean? Let's say happy birthday to Robert. Let's all come on one accord to sit up there and give God gratitude for all the multitude of blessings that he has given, and one of the multitude of blessings that he's given, he is always blessing us, always, I know that. But one of them blessings is he gave us Robin. So let's take out the time, man, and say happy birthday, you know, to Robin, and appreciate, you know what I mean, the Most High, for allowing her big head ass to see another year. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Happy birthday. Come on, man. Come on, do the, do the Stevie. Do all that. Come on, man. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Come on, man. Happy birthday, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Nick, knack, packy, wag. Give a dog a bone, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Happy birthday, Robert. We go. Y'all saw what I did when the fat dude was snoring too loud. You know what I'm saying? I woke him up because I couldn't deal with that shit. Bro, I'm in a new cell with a new person. I have no clue how this dude is. My nigga, he's grinding his teeth way too loud for me to sleep, so I had to get him to stop. Bro, I reached over to try to tap the bunk. This nigga grabbed my hand and said, nah, we ain't gonna do that tonight, bruh. So when he grabbed my hand, it caught me off guard, because I'm like, yo, bruh, I ain't know I was in a cell with Katakuri. How the fuck did you just see my hand? This nigga's observation hockey was on point. Then he gonna say, go on with that, nah, just go to sleep. And I was like, yo, who the, shh. My nigga, I know you did not just, shh. Go to sleep. My nigga, I will, Fuck it, I ain't even got time for this tonight, bro. I'm gonna go to sleep. I went to sleep feeling like a little bitch because I'm like, yo, I really dead ass just let a grown man shush me in jail. My first night amongst the wolves and look at me, looking like a sheep. I was like, fuck it, bro, I'm just gonna go to sleep. But tomorrow I'm finna turn up on this nigga. So I go to sleep, right? And obviously I'm not used to the pods. So in the morning when they come and wake us up, they yelling out, trays, trays, trays. And every time they did it in the hole, they would just open up your slot and then stick your tray in there. But this time we had to get up and go out there to get our trays ourselves. Me and my celly, we don't speak during this time. But like, I didn't know that nobody speaks during breakfast because it's so fucking early that niggas just don't feel like talking. So I'm thinking that me and this nigga got a problem with each other. Now, like I told y'all before, this is my first time being locked up. So like, I What's going on with it, man? You know, usually I give a cold introduction. You already know, man. But, uh, you already know what it is. You know I'm the masterpiece, mouthpiece, simple to pee, man. But I want to get directly to the point because y'all keep bugging me, man, getting in my inbox, getting on my Instagram, my Facebook page, man, asking me the same damn questions about Pimp Snooky. 
you know, was Pimp Snooky really a pimp? What did I think about the documentary that he did? You know, the little movie or whatever. You know, uh, I thought that uh, the movie was food. I thought that it was a bad representation about that occupation man called Pimpin' and Horn. I'm not a pimp. I've never pimped a day in my life, but I've been blessed to be in the presence of pimps. And those men are men of character, and their character does not change because of a circumstance or situation changing. So, you know, that alone eliminates that nigga because he was put in a situation in a circumstance where he started telling on other men to help his circumstance. So therefore, he's not a pimp. See, what I hate about the so-called uh, game and the street life, y'all will glorify anybody that y'all see in a Bentley, a Phantom, S550, Maserati, and y'all will just put him above everybody simply because of the materialistic things. But say, man, in the P game... What's up, y'all? This KT, Las Vegas Shark, putting it down for my city one time now. Before we even get started, I want to send shouts out to DJ Ghost, the only nigga in the Vags doing this shit. Paved the way for everybody to do their thing, so I want to send shots out to Ghost, man. If you see this, a nigga want to network with you and holla at you, man. But now, since we on the subject, we talking about the city. It would be a beautiful thing if the city could come together in certain aspects to benefit our cause. Whether it be from music, whether it be from fashion, or whether it be just neighborhood situations that could be worked out. Now, when it comes down to Vegas, we are a very hateful city. And one thing I've been noticing, because I've been doing this shit, doing my little research or whatnot, and I've been looking at all different cities and how they can seem to come together and network. You got every nigga in Chicago blowing up right now, whether it be from rapping or better yet, back to this blogging shit. So with that being said, I really felt like I should do this to make niggas aware about the fact that we are the only city that I know of that cannot come together to save our life. Now, last video, I gave y'all that gang shit. Most of the hatred that we have as a city all resorts because of neighborhood situations and I feel like if you pass the age of fucking 30 you need to be moving past that shit and thinking a way to get some money so I'm on here talking my little shit or whatever like I said this is a channel Y'all can hit a nigga on YouTube, give a nigga some feedback on how y'all feel about things, and let me know if you got any ideas. Want to send shouts out? Oh, the cousin ain't going to say no names. 
but the nigga put it in my mind, nigga, it's Vegas versus everybody, period, you got so many different cities that come here and think that they can take over and dominate, and at the end of the day, it really shouldn't be about that. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, my daughter beside me, but uh, anyway. If any of y'all have solutions or motherfucking suggestions, I would love for you guys to visit my channel. Like I said, I'm doing this shit for y'all. Anybody got any ideas? Any subjects you would like me to talk about, you can get on me on Facebook. Now, I really don't too much like to push shit out there. So once I redo my motherfucking Facebook, I will make it to where I have a page just for my followers. Don't really have no followers right now because of the way my shit got hooked up the last time. Fucked up the title or whatnot. But. You can still go on YouTube, type in T Sharp, Las Vegas Sharp, and my motherfucking video should pop up. So, with this being said, I'm not really going to take too much more time because I nigga got shit to do. But, just wanted to stop through and give y'all another video or whatnot. So, peace, love, all my G-Boys, Westside, Gerson Park, Aliyah, Whack Earth. I'm out. Person. And if you're in a higher security prison, they'll fight. There's guards that'll fight you. Uh, but in the lower security prisons, that's pretty rare. And why I make this claim, the abuse of guard, is because uh, they only abuse mentally or physically when they know they have the upper hand. So this could be like an A&D when you're getting searched, when there's 20 guards around. They'll have you bend over and sp spread for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, all the other officers in the line won't be doing that, but they'll be doing that. And they'll be batting you up at the same time. Now, they won't do it to somebody who's been around, a school veteran like me, because they know that I won't take it. But if you're a new guy that's coming in, they'll treat you like that. And it's horrible. Uh, another another uh, time that you'll get the abusive guards are... In the uh, provincial system, you'll have guards that will slap guys and hit guys that they know will not do nothing. And even if you do do anything, then you'll get jumped by seven or eight guards. Just look at Exeter Road, London. Just look at the Don Jail. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Facts are facts. The abusive guard is the biggest coward guard to me. You're supposed to be there to protect society, but not abuse the convicts and inmates because honestly it's not your job flip the script podcast do a great number of money and g money's waiting till next month uh that's his, that's his goal <laughs> 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 remember lock your doors close your windows close your gates open your blinds and if you see a man like Bailey on your on your lawn don't don't, don't use a firearm no nah. <laughs> Let him in. <laughs> have a conversation with him. I'm from Queens. Okay, see, y'all would swipe on him, huh? 
Y'all would swipe on somebody like this, huh? And then be shocked when they want S-E-X, huh? Y'all would swipe on this, right? Okay, cool. I'm not going to swipe on that. This one. Um, CEO of an investment company. And then he says what the name of the investment company is. Okay. He has a check mark. I'm swiping. His, his bio. Mm, loves to travel. Sense of humor. Down to earth. Okay. This another thing is like he's taking pictures in front of his house. He has a nice backyard. Swipe on him. He's talking about vacationing. I don't, I don't go on vacations with them, and I'm not going to get into really that. Like, I don't. I, I give They give me money to go on my vacations. Like, what do I need a vacation with you for? What do I need a vacation? <laughs> no, we're going, we going out to eat. Maybe at the most out to eat. Maybe hanging out, doing regular, regular stuff. Vacations is for me to get away from the shenanigans. I don't want to bring the shenanigans with me. So, whatever. That's a whole other story. Um, So, definitely, you're going to swipe on people. Like, be clear, definitely there are jobs. Um, this guy is a risk management expert. This guy is VP at a digital communication firm. Like, are you guys serious? Are you guys serious? Do me a favor and Google how much they make averagely. So, how much they make on an average at the job that they do. To me, spiritually, every day. It's worse at night when I can't stop my mind from thinking. My chest tightens. I had migraines for the past few days trying to focus at work coming home trying to stay peaceful with my children while stressing i'm just trying to come at a personal level like like be beyond all the money and shit like you're affecting my spirit at this point so i'm trying to come to him at a personal level to understand me as an individual like you don't need like i'm trying to try, i'm trying like please don't do this to me like please <laughs> i held you at a higher caliber than this shit that you're doing now so i'm expecting you know <sighs> whatever he said the money was deposited it should clear by tomorrow the anxiety you are having about something that is not even happening is the type of self-affliction that keep keeps us back listen to this this is what kind of scared me and still gives me chills when i read it he says <clears throat> so what if i were the literal devil take what you can learn and continue to make forward strides you either see the cup half full you either see the cup half empty or half full. In fact, some don't see the cup at all. So what if I were the literal devil? Why would he say something like that? Because he is. Do you see that? I got you, boy. I got you, man. Alright, brother, I don't what's the other question? Man, but them kind of bras right there, man, they, I ain't gonna say they scare me, but when they come back like that after they done talked that shit at first, I kind of even want to fuck with them no more because they're some crazy bras, man. They're gonna waste my time, and I'm gonna come to a point where I'll be like, man, I should have never fucked with you. I seen you was like that from the beginning. Nah, man. Nah, man. You wrong. When you find them kind, listen to this. Let's say we cowboys. 
and we out looking for horses. And these horses are out on the range. They wild. And you run up to this horse, and you get ready to throw the rope on that motherfucker, and that motherfucker hold his head down so you can put the rope on it. And then you jump up on that motherfucker, and that motherfucker mosey on along the way with you on his back. And I fucking uh, try to see this horse, and I throw the rope of this horse. He dives, and he jumping up, kicking his legs. I finally get the rope on this motherfucker. Then I try to get on his back. He bucking and all this damn shit. See, you got a pump. I got a horse. I gotta be willing to break this horse, or I need the punk. Cause what I'm saying is, when you have a bitch opening her mouth saying some slick ass shit, and you scared, then you don't need her, cause she's gonna kick you off. You gonna that's that wild horse that you can't ride. Only thinking about yourself. If you've only sexually thinking about pleasing yourself, as far as you busting a nut, then what separates you from the truth? Now, I understand that there's certain things that a hoe might want that you're not going to do. You know, if she into some, some kinky shit like, oh, hold on, bitch, you ain't going to be tired putting the pimping in handcuffs and all of that, bitch. No, nah, I ain't with all of that. You know what I mean? I understand that. I'm with you on that, P. But, you know what I mean? As far as when you fucking her, you know what I mean? You should want your woman to bust a nut. You should want your woman to have an orgasm. You should want to give her that pimp fucking where you didn't sit up there and went on a mental and emotional and spiritual safari before you physically went there with her. You know what I mean? You should want your woman to be excited, you know what I mean, now that her man is inside of her. You know what I mean? But if you are uh, only thinking about yourself, you, you pretty much, you just like the trick. The trick only cares about himself. So when you only care about yourself, you exemplifying the same behavior as a trick. A man cares about his woman. A man wants for his girl to sit up there and bust a nut. You know what I mean? Uh, a pimp wants uh, his woman to be able to, yeah, bitch, you want to taste this pimping. You know what I mean? I'm going to let you go ahead. Of course, we the minority in there. You know, but even though we the minority, we strong. That's how it usually was in L.A. County. It's, it's totally different now, and I'm going to tell you how. But back then, even though we was the minority, a lot of times we was feared because they knew we was going to be a problem if they ever tried something with us. So um, we get into a situation, right? Like I said, the dude from 30s, he was the MAC rep. But when he left, he did what's called pass the keys on to me. And I was only, I was only 22 years old at the time. You know what I mean? So just imagine you got to, because the, the, the dude from 30s, he was an older cat. He was probably like in his mid-30s. You know what I mean? And so, and he had a lot of respect in there. But when he left, he passed the keys to me. So now I'm the Mac rep for the blacks, right? And I'm only 22 years old. You got all kind of OGs in there mad and hating on me because they feel like they should be the Mac rep because they older and they gang banging and all that type of shit. And I'm what's called a non-affiliate. Non-affiliate is somebody that's not gang banging, somebody that ain't got no gang ties. So 
I'm a non-affiliate, but at the same time, I represent for the LBC car because Long Beach. To me spiritually every day. It's worse at night when I can't stop my mind from thinking. My chest tightens. I've had migraines for the past few days. Trying to focus at work, coming home, trying to stay peaceful with my children while stressing. I'm just trying to come at a personal level, like like be, beyond all the money and shit, like you're affecting my spirit at this point. So I'm trying to come to him at a personal level to understand me as an individual. Like you don't need, like I'm trying to, try, I'm trying, like please don't do this to me. Like please, <laughs> I held you at a higher caliber than this shit that you're doing now. So I'm expecting, you know whatever he said the money was deposited it should clear by tomorrow the anxiety you are having about something that is not even happening is the type of self-affliction that keep keeps us back listen to this this is what kind of scared me and still gives me chills when i read it he says <clears throat> so what if i were the literal devil take what you can learn and continue to make forward strides you either see the cup half full you either see the cup half empty or half full in fact some don't see the cup at all so what if i were the literal devil why would he say something like that because he is nigga know you that nigga never cured you of diabetes bro he don't he never cured you he never cured you you never had diabetes stop lying stop lying I didn't did events with niggas that I don't know. He came to an event to do an event with you. That's it. Because the Dr. Sabi would have knew who you were and he would have knew that you was a scamming ass nigga. I guarantee you he wouldn't have did no event with your bitch ass. Nigga, the fuck is you talking about? Do y'all know what? Do y'all know the difference between meeting somebody and knowing somebody is? Do y'all niggas know the difference? Grow the fuck up. You don't know that man. Okay? Nigga don't know you. You might have met the nigga. Nigga don't know you. Nigga never cured you of shit. The fuck is wrong with you? That's just like when a nigga try to dick ride Floyd in the Gucci store. So next he gonna be saying he know Floyd, huh? Now you know Floyd. You don't know Floyd. You met Floyd. You don't know Floyd. Floyd don't know you. Because if Floyd would have knew who the fuck he, he was standing next to, he would have never got on camera with your scamming ass. Because little do Floyd know, to a certain demographic, that just shitted on his image. Okay? And so, y'all niggas whack as fuck, man. I've seen shit like this, right? I've, I've seen black people do shit like this. Yeah, I can't fuck with Daylight no more because his girlfriend not even black. Or his son's mother not even black. All that shit he be saying don't even matter because his son's mother not even black. I'd be like, what the fuck does that got to These radicals, you know what I'm saying? But if you're on my Patreon, you already know that that's what happened. Oh, speaking of my Patreon, don't forget to, if you need extra finesse tips, go on my Patreon. You feel me? Okay, let's start over from the beginning because I need y'all to get this. We're taking bomb pictures. Okay, we got our fake name. Boom, 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 boom. So here's my bomb pictures. Okay, my fake name. Allison. Here is Allison here. Mm-hmm. Madison here. Fake name, Madison. Okay, cool. 
Now we got our fake number. We're using the app. We're going to Google what apps work best for us in our country, in our city. That's what we're going to do. Um, and we're going to, we already have these, these different apps downloaded, you know, Bumble, Hinge, if you want to use the regular Shaker Daddy apps, do what you got to do, whatever the case is. And we're going to give them over to our social media. Okay. We're going to get them over to our social media and um so they know that we're a real person and that is just really to verify that we are a real person because we're going to be asking them for money online somebody's like well how do they trust you like the fake numbers don't work or like and somebody literally told me said this on my patreon they were like um yeah i don't do that the fake numbers don't work i give them my real number okay yeah so they can reverse look up and see your address and see all those like no i don't have time for that the fake numbers do work okay and i'm gonna tell you guys how a little bit later on in this video but i've been using text now for years i've been using pinker for years like if you take bomb pictures and you have bomb One, put God first. Put God first in everything you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, and I have a few things, everything that I have is by the grace of God. Understand that. It's a gift. Forty years ago, March 27th, 1975, it was 40 years ago, uh, just this past March, I was flunking out of college. I had a 1.7 grade point average. I hope none of you can relate. <laughs> I had a 1.7 grade point average. I was sitting in my mother's beauty shop. They still call it beauty shops now? What they call it now? Yeah, I was sitting in the beauty parlor. I was sitting in my mother's beauty parlor and I'm looking in the mirror and I see behind me this woman under the dryer. And every time she looked up, she every time I looked up, she was looking at me, just looking me in the eye. And I didn't know who she was and I said, you know, she said, somebody give me a pen. Give me a pencil. I have a prophecy. March 27, 1975. She said, boy, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Now, mind you, I'll flunk 